Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Whatever your questions or comments might be, I can handle them today. So get them in and I can respond. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to everybody here. Merry Christmas. They, um, at some of the universities, you're not allowed to say Christmas. That's happening right now. So we say it here, though. Um, Everybody doing well? Oh, cool. I, um, I want to talk about love conquers all. You've heard that phrase before? Okay. Love conquers all. And I want to talk about what does that mean? All right. Because I see a lot of suffering, sickness and disease and hatred and all kind of stuff happening right now. Families are messed up. And uh, I don't see love conquering. So we want to get into that. There was a... Uh, some of you might know that down in Alabama, they're having a, an election on Tuesday for a Senate seat. And um, Judge Roy Moore, a Republican, is running against David Jones, right? Doug. Doug Jones, a Democrat. And, um, and so it's like really, real intense. I've never seen an election like this before. And, uh, and then there are women who came out and said that the judge sexually harassed them 40 years ago. And uh, I wonder how you remember that 40 years ago. Unless you only had one man to sexually harass you your whole life. But but anyway, she she showed this yearbook and said that the judge had signed it, you know, way back then. and, And now we find out that she lied. And not about the whole thing. It's kind of confusing right now. It's about just the the date and stuff, right? She added she added to his message. Sorry, that she. Well, this is what I was reading on YouTube. I was watching a YouTube on it. Right. That he had wrote his message, but then she added to it as if it was his writing also. Oh, okay. She finally admitted that she added to. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, what would cause a person to have someone sign the yearbook and then 38 to 40 years later um, this person is running for office and you don't like the position so you go and add to it, to the message and then go get a lawyer like Gloria Allred and the two of you come out and say the judge signed my yearbook you know, this information. To me, that's an amazing act to go like that and, and, and uh, pretend that the judge did it. And then they were asking, well, let's do a, an analysis on the handwriting. And I think maybe that's why she came out and admit at least a portion of it is from her. But, but I find that so interesting that human beings would do that to another human being. Isn't that like amazing? It's not like we are animals. We are like human beings. And yet, something drove this crazy person to do something like that. And then in her mind, she thought that she was going to get away with it. Have you ever done something like, well, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get away with it? And she never imagined that she would get caught. And now she's lost all credibility, which I'm okay with. But she's lost all credibility now. 
And so it made me think, just think about all these men who are being accused. And in America today, there's been a, 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 an aspect of society created that if a woman accuses a man, he's automatically guilty. Not like, let's wait and see, or innocent until proven guilty. He is guilty. And that's what's going on. And so this woman is an example of some other women who could be just outright lying for the money. Because now if you accuse a man who has money, you get a lot of money for that. You never have to work again. You can just say, hey, this rich man assaulted me or looked at me wrong. I was at the uh, bank the other day, and uh, this teller worked there. She's, I'm telling you now, so that 20 years from now, go back and look at this tape. So this, this bank teller had changed her hair, and she had, it like, had dyed it red, and it was black and red, and she had it hanging. And I said, oh, your hair is so nice. You look so pretty, or something like that. And, and then I, and she's like laughing and smiling. And I said, oh, is it okay to say that? Because I don't want you to come back 20 years from now <laughs> saying that Jesse Sessional arrived me at the bank because I complimented your hair. And when I said that, everybody started laughing in the bank because it was all lying. What did the guy say that was sitting? He said that you have to say that it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> he said that I should tell the woman that her hair is ugly and not pretty. Um, what were you thinking when all that was happening? <laughs> I was, I was getting because I was accompanying you. So I was getting a little embarrassed. <laughs> but it was funny because everybody came alive. Yeah. And like people that you didn't even know spoke English started talking. <laughs> Some woman said, you can compliment it, but you can't touch it. Yeah. Like, don't touch her. You can compliment her, but don't touch her. But I think even to compliment a woman now is considered sexual harassment, right? It can be, yeah. Isn't that something? They, they, they act like it is, yeah, oftentimes. Later. Uh. That's amazing. So, guys, when you see them, don't say a word. And if they're coming in to the building and you're in the door going through and they're coming in, let the door slam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let them run into the glass door. Don't touch her. Isn't that a sad way to live? But we have allowed that to happen. Um... I want to know, and then there's like suffering, people on medication, uh, uh, people wanting to kill themselves, and because of the type of work I'm in, I hear these things all the time. I told you last week about a 40-year-old guy wanting to take a gun and kill himself, and so his family fighting to keep him from doing it. Just all kind of stuff going on. Um, I want to talk about love conquering all. Who knows what that means? Only one person? Two. Can I get a three? I got a three. Can I get a four? Are you, and again, this is not a test. This is fellowshipping, edifying one another. You, you don't get an A if you say it right. And you don't get an F if you, quote, unquote, are, is uh, wrong about it. Have you, who have, so most people have heard that before, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, did you think that you knew what it meant before? Today, when I ask about it, 
right here. Yes. And so, do you know what it means? I think it would be better to love than to hate. But what does it mean that love conquers all? Mm, it's a bigger picture of being. Hate is negative, and love is positive. Right, but Maybe. how does love conquer? How does it conquer? And, what, and when it says conquer all, what is the all that is conquering? Incumbents love of mankind. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Of mankind, love of all mankind. And do you have like love? Godlike. You have love. Yes, I do. And the love that you have is it conquering all? Sometimes. And sometimes no. Yeah, because our society people, uh, you know, are afraid of love. I think uh, so. It's part of why we can't embrace each other or feelings. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe, kind of. And you heard how did you heard about this in the Bible, right? Oh, yeah, you heard yeah. this from the Bible. Sure. Yeah, your parents told you. Yeah. It, right. Uh, speaking of the Bible, there was a woman who called my show this week, my radio show, and she. She was talking, a black woman, meaning well, but kind of off. Um, she was talking about spiritual things and blah, 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 blah. And I, in short, I told her that I asked if she was a Christian. She said, yes. And I said, well, I don't know why. You don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea. Yes, I do. I became a Christian at seven years old. And I'm like, really? Why would you become a Christian at seven years old? My mama was a preacher, and she led me to the Lord at seven years old. To me, that's incredible. You will have to be crazy, and you could disagree with me on this, to lead a seven-year-old child to, to God at seven years old. That's a trauma. And a lot of parents have done that. Al Sharpton said that he became a, a preacher at six, I think. Isn't that right? And look how crazy he is. <laughs> Children do not need to be led to the Lord. Leave them alone. Children are already connected to the Lord. And when you leave them to the Lord, you're separating them from God, and you become their God. Isn't that amazing? And that's so, I don't know if this is popular in the Hispanic and the, and the white community, but it's popular in the black community. The moment you pop out of your mother's womb and they clean you off, you're on your way to church. Isn't that right? That is so amazing. And no wonder everybody's so screwed up. Mothers, do not do that to your children. Yes, ma'am. Um, How old yes. were you when you were led to the Lord? I was a little older, I think. Fourteen, maybe. Fourteen. Yeah. Well, you probably needed them at fourteen. I, I, did. <laughs> I did. I needed them before that. But I, I don't blame I your mother. But what I was going to say about the love thing or... Love you know, conquers all. Love conquers all. But... What I was going to say is I um, am really enjoying, like, coming here because it's, it's weird. Because I get to enjoy stuff that before I would feel guilty about enjoying. And nothing bad. But, like, on Sundays I would think, oh, I have to listen to church music or 
like I can't bump my hip hop or a little louder. Honey. I, you know, like I, it would be like on Sundays, <laughs> I would be like, I have to listen to church music, or when church music comes on, I have to be reverent, and I don't have that feeling anymore. Right I just on. like don't have that feeling anymore. Right. I bump my hip hop or I bump whatever I'm listening to. I I just enjoy it and yeah, kind of right. stay in the moment. And I think you know, coming here, even though I'm not there yet or where you know yet? i'm still growing you're not where like totally free oh, yeah, okay but okay. i'm enjoying the freedom that i have that's right and it's Isn't so nice it is it's so great not to feel tied like oh i passed Isn't a church a- channel and i have to be reverent you know or i have to be like you know yeah. i don't i don't feel that anymore and i, don't I have know to what be you that mean way. you know what i mean you feel exactly. like oh i passed i passed pastor Hagee's channel or whoever and i have to be <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I used to go to the clubs <laughs> on Saturday night and just party all night. And then you'd be reverent. And then I'd go home like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and get up on Sunday morning and act like a Christian. <laughs> I totally just go into that mode, acting like a Christian, turn on the church music while you're getting dressed to go to church. It was all phony. And I didn't know that, though. That's what I had been taught to be like. So right on. I'm glad you're becoming free. A Christian is supposed to be free. If you're not free, then you're not a child of God. Christ came that we could be free. I am, thank God, free. And it's so amazing to be free. And I know what it feels like not to be free. I'm telling you. But stay on that path. It's amazing. It really is. Let me take this, uh, uh, that hand and then come to you. You want to respond to love conquering all. Love yeah. conquers all. Yeah, you that, know what that means? Um, I have uh, uh, an intuitive feeling of what I, what I, uh, what I see of what it means. A little and louder for me. <laughs> to Let me, him hold the mic. He can hold it. Jim. Yeah. Thank to, you. to me, um, love is, is here. Right love now. is what? Love is here right now. Okay. It's, it's, it's here right now, and it, it exists right beyond the peripheral view, uh, border of your thoughts. So if I'm entertaining my thoughts, I'm not experiencing the peace and love that's already here. But when I find, when my, when, when I find that I'm not entertaining my thoughts, I start experiencing a peace. And a love that you, that love that that uh, that conquers all. And, and when, what is it that love is conquering? What is with it? You? it? It's 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 existence. It's God itself. It's it, it's 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 God. It's God. It's God. It's God. And there appears to be a separation from Him when. I'm caught up in my, my thoughts or I identify myself with my thoughts, there appears to be a separation between what, what's already here. But what is it conquering? And what is conquering? In your life. I mean, what, when, do, what when, does that well, mean you to know, you? As, as a recently, when, it, when the scripture says that love conquers all, I've heard that script, what does that mean to you? What it means to me that, and this is just something that's recently, I, I've been experiencing it you know, a little bit more profoundly, and that's why I'm here. I haven't been here in a while, and, and, and I have a lot of stories to tell. Maybe, you know, I can get together with you for a few minutes to discuss them. But um, what it means to me that if, if I stay in that presence 
of that in that of love that's already here by just realizing that it's more beautiful than whatever thoughts and delusions of myself that I can conjecture that, if, that and realize that that it's those it's those uh, that image impression that I have myself it's it's that fake um, personality that is keeping me away from it so when when I begin to experience that that love that's already here it makes me want to stay it makes it, it makes well, me something in me wants to give myself to it something well, wants to totally conquering? surrender to it what is it conquering it's conquering the ego it's con- conquering the pride it's conquering um, my delusions about myself it's conquering it, it, it's that, that part that part of me seems to be the periods of, of silence are getting longer so simply because it's more beautiful to be in, in, in this place than to be um, thinking that, that I'm this and I'm that, uh, thinking that, I, that, you know, having these resentments. It's more beautiful to be in this presence. So, so you have no resentment? No, I mean, I... I, I you have no anger? No, 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 no. Let, let, me, let me explain that. <clears throat> Just as something as a rec- recently, I started, I'm starting to experience this uh, longer periods of silence. I've always, you know, meditated... I always had these, you know, little objective thoughts, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to really feel the expansiveness, and the 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 uh, when I go in, when 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 I go and I something wants to stay, wants to stay, and I realize that I can't by force of my will stay in in the presence of the now. I can't do it. I can't. Something wants to hold on, doesn't want to lose it. When I get when I get when I get these these religious. Do you still have anger? Yes, it, but but it's different now. It's different in the sense that. In that, I don't identify with it, and it's sort of I'm starting to see I'm starting to see it much better, and um, I really want to be there now. I, it's 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 it seems like I'm reaching a point in my life in where I'm ready to let things go. Where what I wasn't before. You, what brought you to this point? About about a few days ago. I, I, you know, I was going through. I've been going through a lot, Jesse. Um, and a few days ago, you know, something in me has always known the truth. I've always sensed that this, this, this beautiful experience, this beautiful uh, uh, spiritual, that is me. That's actually me. That there is, it isn't. So one morning, I I, I got up and there was uh, the light coming in through um, through my window. The sun. It was in the morning, and it was incredibly beautiful, incredibly peaceful. And it seemed like it was something. It seemed like it was outside of me. Okay, there's an inner part of me, and there's this light coming in. But then I just started, okay, I just, I, just, I just stayed quiet and just stayed quiet in, 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 in what appeared to be just a peace that, that was coming from the outside. And I realized that the more I stayed quiet, the more it seemed to grow. The more it seemed to, uh, the more it seemed to sort of, it's kind of hard, really hard, difficult to explain. But the more it seemed to um, well, then what happened? And what mm-hmm. happened at the end? What, well, well, the well, what's happening now is that, you know, I, I go through periods, in my, I, I'm going through periods in where I, I, sort, of, I sort of disappear. I go through periods in where, whereby, you know, I'm completely quiet now uh, for longer periods of t- time and where I kind of can't sense that I'm there. But I do sense, I know that I'm there, but at the same time I You're feel where? like I'm here. Now, what, what, uh, what, how come you've been so stubborn? And it's so hard for you to overcome. Because I, 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 the, I always felt that, the, you, know, the, 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 you know, there were seeds of deep carnality in me that just seeds that somehow seemed, seemed to, that I wouldn't, wasn't capable of letting go. But I, when, I, when I began to experience how they were bringing suffering into my life, how it was all really a lie. 
And, I, and, and, and But what really, I think, is starting to happen for me is that I'm really starting to experience that love that you're talking about, and it's that love that's tantalizing. It's that, it's that attraction to wanting more of this. Okay. That, 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 that uh, part of me now wants to give myself all to it, but I know that I can't. It has to happen at its own time. I right. just, what I have to do is just stay, stay you know, want to stay there, at the same time know that I can't force myself, but I know that somehow there. It's like kind of knowing that something is there, but you can't, you can't grasp it. You, can't, you just have to just hold it, not even hold it loosely. You can't even hold it. You just have to just want to be there. That's all I can explain, explain oh, it to good, you. Oh, good, I appreciate it. I'm glad to see you back. And, you know, there's a little bit of anxiety in me. I that, knew you was out there suffering. And I, was I, like, I was. I was really I, happy. I, I was. I'm like, he's suffering. Because <laughs> sometimes was. people have hard heads, even with your children. You have to let them go and let them suffer. And the worst thing you can do to a child, an adult child, is to prevent them from suffering. You really, either they make it or they don't. Either they end up on skid row or they get up and walk. But you got to let people suffer because some people have hard heads. I'm glad you're back, man. Thank you. I, I, you know, I, just, I just pray. Uh, there's a, still a little bit of insecurity about you know, a little fear that you that they're going to be led. You know, because as soon as something like things, I've, I've had similar experiences like this before, and it's always accompanied by somebody. Like, I, I'm going to tell you something. I will share something with you guys really, really briefly. I kind of had this started started happen to me like a year ago before. And the moment that it started happening and this piece started coming to my life, a girl that I had an obsession with when I was 19 years old came into my life, and I got I, I hooked up with her. A 19 year old. No, 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 no. No, when I was 19, oh, I had this obsession with this girl. Oh, I had this obsession with this girl that I couldn't be you with. You should be saying this on tape. No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> no when I was 19. Well, at least she's 19, I think, in no. all states. 19 yeah. is okay, right? And you could be Jesse, 100. I hadn't seen her, for, I hadn't seen her for, for about 30 years. 30 years. And all of a sudden, when this piece starts coming, she comes into my life. Oh, so you met her when you were 19. And then 40 years later, she comes back into your life. Right when, right when these, these experiences started happening in my right. life. <clears throat> and it totally threw me off. It totally, totally threw me off through a maze. I told, because it was something that, that I had such a deep obsession with her. I mean, literally, this was bad. I was, I was, I was climbing over fences. I was, I was chasing my dog, getting chased by dogs, you know, to, to, to get to her house. Whoa. You know, because she had dogs in her house. This recently? And I to knock, no, this is, yeah, this is the recently. This has happened. This happened recently? That, this experience in whereby, you know, um, um, uh, this piece started about. It's just you, recent. The dogs was 19. No, when I was oh. 19 years old. Oh, when you were 19, yeah, you changed the dog. Yeah, how oh, crazy okay. it was. Thank you. And then, you know, lo and behold, you know. Right. Um, and so I, you meet this woman now, you get caught up again. I get caught up, and it took me away from that, that you know. So now, you know, <coughs> I'm starting to see, even now when it's starting to happen, I'm starting to see little things starting trying to take me away. Yeah. Were you warned not to go down that road with yeah, her? Yeah, I was. Someone told you don't do it, it ain't going to no, work. No, it, I, I, you know, just that stubborn part of me that, that, that just had to, had to experience it to see that. So when you were told, that. no, don't do this, right. it's not going to work, you didn't believe the person that was telling you that? I, I did, but I kind of, you know, I'm going to, it sounds kind of weird. I've always believed on God's mercy. I always, you know, like my dad, he, he's going he's gonna to let me, he's, so he's, you're like, he's I'm not going to spank me. He's not going to spank me. He's going he's gonna to save me. It's kind of weird. If I were you, I wouldn't do that. I know. You can't test God like I that. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you... So you're okay now? I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting there. Are you I'm done getting, with her? Yes. Are you done I have with not, her? Yes. 
Are you done with her? Yes. All right, three times. Yeah. And then the cock crow. Don't send me up like that. Don't send me up like that. All I can say is that, that I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't say, you know, all I say is that I want to, I, I, I want to not be with her. I, like, I, don't want, I, I don't think it's right for me to say not, that I won't be with her. Right. I don't think that it's right to say for me to say that. I feel like it's a setup. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're but right. I have no this desire way. to be with her. Put it this way. Listen, I don't want to. I don't plan to. Yeah. I, I want to be done exactly. with her. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I understand. Okay. Well, glad, man. I'm glad you're All right. back. All right. I really you. am. Thank you. Okay, don't be climbing fences and running from dogs. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes, sir. All right. And then oh. we Totally went off topic, but... But no, love conquers all. <laughs> well, what, what I was kind of going to go off of what you said about the seven years old being introduced to oh. a Christian. It was that at first I was kind of like thinking when you when she first called in I was there, I was thinking like, well, what's wrong with it? I was like, it's, it may not be a bad thing because at least she's getting it and she's not being led into all the other crazy stuff that young kids fall into. But then I thinking about it right now is like you don't even give them a chance to even decide if they want to choose that or not you kind of just adopting them into this christianity and then opposed to them actually making a choice that's what they want to do so yeah. if they don't really believe that they want to do it then they're just going to be making decisions because they think that it's the right thing to do right so an example of that is that my little brother he's 17 <clears throat> And I tried to, you know, just tell him what he needed to know. Like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this, and da da da. And we normally don't have conversations like that. Um, so I thought, oh, well, let me just like be bold and tell him what he needs to know. And so I told him, and it totally was not the right time. It wasn't. It didn't make sense. It just wasn't the right time. But I was trying to force it because I yeah. thought that was what I was supposed to do. But he's not even at the place where he's. Um, trying to choose yet That's I'm not right. letting them choose opposed to just I just wanted to give it to him because I thought it was the right thing to do but going back to the 7 year old the mom with the 7 year old is that you can't put that on somebody you gotta let them make the choice and then when it's the t- right time you'll know how to give them the right words the well right matter time. of fact children when they're born they already have that connection with God they understand God better than the parents do and that's one of the reasons the parents shut them down, because the kids are being honest with the parents, telling them the truth and speaking up. But the parents are in a fallen state and don't realize it. And they make the kids shut up. Don't talk to me like that. And then because if they were truly out of the fallen state and the kids tell you the truth, you wouldn't be angry about it. You'd be happy that they're telling you. But the kids can see you better than you can see. And, but, and so what the parents do is they take their kids and they introduce them to Jesus. Now the kids are falling away from God and they're just intellectually learning about him and becoming like the parents. But if they leave the kids alone and be an example of that, just be it and don't have to say it. If they're on the right track, the kids would become that way too, especially when the fathers are doing it. Without the pressure of having to go. They already have that relationship with God. That's why God said that we are born in sin. You know what that means? To be born in sin? No. You don't know what that no. means? You know what that means? To be born in sin? Have you heard that before? We're born in sin? Yeah. Do you know what that means? I'm not sure I have words for that right now. But you've heard it before, right? Yes. You know, you know what that means to be born in sin? Uh, I think so, yeah. 
What does it mean? That you're born into a, into a crazy world, into a circumstance where, um, you know, evil has his uh, claws in practically every human being. So, okay. um, you know, you're subject. You're going to be subject. They're going to they're going to get to you in one form or another. Okay. So, you say you know what I mean? I'm glad you're back. You're, I knew you'd be back. I knew you had to go, and that's fine. You're, you're fine. All right. Yes. What if does it mean? About, be born in sin. Uh, original sin from Adam and Eve. That's the reference to it. Anyway. Oh, okay. What it means is we are born into a crazy family. And that's a good example. It's crazy when your kid is born, you're going to take them to church and introduce them to Jesus, get them saved. A sound mind would not do that because you would know that you are the living example of what your children should be. But because the parents are in a fallen state, hating one another, angry, and, and so they, that's the sin that you're born into. And so once you become angry at your parents, you become like them. You take on their identity. So you fall away from God too. And then when you become of age, you, t- you try to find your way back. But it's the parents that is screwed up and that's the sin you're born into. Uh, that makes sense? Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, everybody and their mama. Let me take one from... Oh, did you want to say something else? And then I'll take one from here then I'm going on this side of the world. Your initial question... This is so good. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but your initial question of of love conquers all. Right. Keeping it simple uh, from the uh, silent prayer, um, if you equate the word love with God, the word that you're looking for and the word that's missing from love conquers all is love conquers all evil. It does. Is it conquering all in your life? Scratching. And scratching. scratching. <laughs> yeah. That's better than nothing. Just scratching the surface. That's right. Yeah. That's good, man. Right on. Yes, sir. Um, Omar asks, what do you recommend to new parents who want to raise their children in a God-fearing home? To become godly. If you want to... And see, I don't like those words. Raise your family in a God-fearing home. First of all, drop those words. That's just a churchy saying. And the people who are saying it have no idea what it means. I recommend that you overcome your anger so that you can return to God. And once you return to God, he's going to guide you. He's going to work through you, show you how to guide your family. You're going to love them in the way that he loves you. That's the first step. Because if you don't get it right, it's not going to work. All right? Become a living example by overcoming, uh, forgiving and overcoming your anger. And it'll work through you. So don't plan it. You got to live it. You grow into it. All right? That's a good question, though. But it's a churchy word. What does it feel like to live in a God-fearing home? You can't even find a God-fearing home on this earth. (laughs) Uh, Yes, ma'am. I had a question about how you were saying, um, like, kids will be mad at their parents. I'm going to admit that I am mad at my mom and dad for not being there in my life. Yeah. How do you overcome it? How old are you now? 14. 14. And how do you overcome from being angry at your parents? 
Okay. Um, it's difficult at 14 because your whole soul is yearning for your parents. You want, you want that identity back. Your soul <coughs> wants to identify with the parents. And, uh, but what you have to learn to do is just drop your anger about it. Realize they cannot help themselves. If they could help themselves, they would be with you. But their parents mess them up too, and they don't know how to love you. It's not in them to love you. And it's not like they don't love you or want to love you, but because they haven't gotten back on track, they don't know how to be there for you. And so just forgive them for what they've done. Don't be mad, and uh, your life will come to order, and that peace you're looking for will come for you. And I'm sorry you have to go through that. But just drop your anger toward them. Have you talked to them or spoken to them about this? I haven't talked to my mom about it. Do you and my see dad, her? he don't want to, nothing to do with me until I'm 18. He doesn't want anything to do with you? Did he tell you that? I'm sorry? Yes. He said, I don't want anything to do with you? Until you're 18 years old. Until you're 18, you don't need him then. <laughs> That's too late. How do you feel when he told you that? Oh. Yeah, you felt that way, huh? <laughs> How did you feel when you told um, you that? He told, like, I felt hurt, yeah. heartbroken, and I was like, if you're going to wait till I'm 18, then I don't want nothing to do with you. Well, don't be that way. Forgive him. Just forgive him. Don't be angry. He cannot help it. All right? All right. Yeah, drop the anger. Okay. Um... The guy in, the, in, the, in front of you, let him have the mic. How you doing, sir? Fantastic. I'm glad you're here. What's your name? Aaron. This your first time here? Yes. And how did you hear about us? I've followed you for years. Uh, I come from Philadelphia, so there's a lot of crap that goes on in that city. Oh, yeah. It's also a very black city. Oh, yeah. So... Um, most of the black churches that I've been in and out of are, like you say, a lot of lies. So um, your voice out there is kind of uh, a beacon. And now I'm back in town here, so I decided to stop in. So you're visiting? I am now here full time. Oh, really? Could be a good or a bad thing, you don't know. Yeah, well, welcome to L.A. Thank you. What does it mean? You've heard that love conquers all? I have. And what does that mean? What is it conquering? Well, uh, I've always seen love as something that can be a positive or a negative. Uh, in my experience, it, it can block out reality. If you have the wrong type of love, like let's say you, uh, you love crack cocaine, you might as well start burning pictures of your family because that love will overpower the <laughs> love right. of everything else. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but a positive love is uh, like a divine faith. You can walk through the valley of the shadow of death with that power and fear no evil. So uh, it depends how you use it. And so is love conquering all in your life? Yes. It is? Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Any questions for me? Not at this time. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, give it to Force right behind Kent. Force, what does love mean to conquer all? Um, well, if you don't have judgment or hatred or anger and you're able to give that up, there's nothing else to do but love. 
and that's going to conquer all. And so you have no anger at all? You talking to me? <laughs> no, I'm talking you to talking to, to me? <laughs> Do you have anger? I thought this wasn't a test. <laughs> um, yeah, I still have some, a little bit, right. for certain people. <laughs> so you don't really know what love means to conquer all? <laughs> question there. I do, I do, I see it, at least intellectually, and sometimes uh, I live it that way. But one thing I want to tell all of you, and out there in this world, out there in La La Land, you cannot have anger and know what it means that love conquer all. You cannot have it and know, because God is not going to give the children of Satan that kind of wisdom. He only gives it to the one, his own. And, and anyone who has anger is a son or daughter of Satan. And I'm telling you, that, telling you that because Satan will treat you and pretend to be God and pretend that you know because you may hear someone say it. And, and it, like Ford just said, intellectually you pick it up and you repeat it and you sound good. But if you have anger, it's not working in your life. So you really don't know what it is. <coughs> And so you got, this is why you must overcome your anger so that he can draw you into the kingdom of heaven within. Then you'll get to know. All right? That makes sense? Yes. Because you can't serve two gods. Only one. And now, and Satan pretend to be God. And so he'll do everything. He'll imitate God. But it won't be the real deal. You got to overcome it. Before you enter into love, you must forgive. You have to forgive. Uh, let me do this. Yes, James. David is asking, if love conquers all, why does evil seem overwhelming and being good feels like you have to constantly work at it? <laughs> because you haven't been conquered by love yet. Because you haven't been conquered by love. And I'm going to tell you in a minute what that is so you can get a better understanding. But that's a really good question. And I hear a lot of people say, well, if love conquer all, why am I suffering? Why is evil winning in my life? And that's because love is not conquered in your life yet. You have allowed it to happen. Is everything all right between you two? Mm. Everything all right? Yeah. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong? You're not mad at him? I can't hear you. No. You're not mad? Mm-mm. You're not mad? No. Okay. So y'all look like y'all don't like each other today. <laughs> Are you mad at her? No, sir. Y'all had a fight? No, sir. A disagreement? Last night. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can tell. And, and how did it turn out? Just what? went to sleep, went to bed. You just went to bed? Yeah. Oh, but not together, right? No. no. Oh. <laughs> and, and so you're still not happy with the outcome? I'm not mad anymore. I'm just, I just moved on past it. But you don't look like you moved on past I don't know what to tell you. I didn't know I looked a certain way. Oh, okay. How about you? 
Um, I don't feel any type of way about what happened last night. Um, I was the one that recommended to stop communications at the moment and go to bed. She told you to stop communicating? No, I was like, I'm, I don't want to continue this conversation the way it's going, so let's just go to bed because it's not getting anywhere right now. And what did she say? She said, all right. And, and oh, so y'all went to bed. I didn't complete whatever was happening. Went to bed with that? No, we didn't. You did not complete it? We did it? not complete it, no. And uh, so we uh, saw each other this morning, you rolling eyes and stuff? No, I didn't roll eyes. But y'all, normally y'all kissy, kissy, holding hand, touching, touching. Y'all look like enemies right now. <laughs> you should always, always work out a situation before bed. I've been Don't said that. Don't go to bed angry. I always say that. I'm sorry? I've always said that. Yeah. Don't go to bed angry. But if it's something that you can't work out, still don't go to bed angry. Because when you wake up the next morning, the situation looks bigger than what it is. I didn't even go to sleep angry. Like, I wasn't really angry about Did y'all talk about it this morning? No. Okay. And so how come it sounds like y'all in the same room or something? Composure just said, be, go to bed. Did somebody leave home and go to bed in their no, own home? It, like, it was, it was an <laughs> argument over, like, the phone. And then, he, like, he was the one who said, oh, like, I'm I done talking about this. Oh, okay. But, yeah. All right. But can you tell you guys are not liking each other a little bit? You're liking each other a little bit less this morning? I feel it, yeah. Yeah. And what it feel like? Um, I don't know. I appreciate kinda, you being honest about that. I'm kind of not, like, taking it any type of way because of the conversation that happened last night. Right. I felt the conversation was getting out of hand and... There was no reason for it, basically. And because it couldn't be resolved last night, and no one was, not no one, but there was no communication, basically. The conversation wasn't going anywhere. So since it wasn't going anywhere, instead of letting it get worse, just end it right here. Um, It was already late, so I was like, I'm going to bed. It was 8 o'clock. That's late. It was 8 (laughs) o'clock. That's late for a man. (laughs) A woman can argue all night. Well, what is this? And as soon as you think the problem is solved, well, uh, you said this. You're like, look, it's late. <laughs> um, so, but how can you, so you're not angry at him at all? No. You're not liking him a little bit? I'm not like, what? Liking him. I love him. I always love him. But you don't like him today. I don't feel any kind of, like, I wasn't mad. You look I like I just thought his comment about it being late was funny, seeing that we go to sleep at like 2 in the morning. Uh, well, get used to it, because once you get married, it's going to be later than that. <laughs> All right? But you need to drop it, really. I, I dropped it last night. But don't be, <laughs> But he's fresh. He's still not happy with it. Did you let her get to you? No, that's the reason why I ended the conversation, like, Two things happened, basically, and I tried to point them out in the middle of them happening. And because the conversation wasn't going towards, oh, let's fix this, it was going towards, well, this, this, this. So I was like, well, this is not a conversation that's going anywhere, so let's just drop it right here. And then y'all just hung up? Basically, yeah. You didn't say goodnight, honey? I said goodnight. I said goodnight, I love you, and all type of stuff like that. What? I said goodnight, I love you, and everything like that. And that was the last time y'all communicated? Yeah. Oh, okay. Besides this morning when I told her I'm getting ready. Okay. Well, suffer. 
No, it'll work out. Don't worry about it. Just don't be angry about it. I'm not angry about it. Like, I don't feel any way towards what's going on right now. I know there's some type of vibe because if yeah. there wasn't, you wouldn't have felt it. You know, but at the same time, I'm not taking it personal. It is what it is. It's not going to last forever. It won't last till the end of the day, basically. Okay. Well, I'm glad. All right. Uh, you have one. And then I want to get to this love, conquer all thing with James. C Square asks, what does it mean to die to yourself? Oh, good. I'm going to answer that in a minute. It's a, it's a part of the love conquering all thing. So, how, how do you know what that means? Love conquer all. Yeah. This your first time here. Yes. Okay. Welcome. What's your name? Mike. How do you hear about us, Mike? Um, my family has been coming here for the last couple of weeks, and okay. they told me it's a. So, have you nice heard? That, well, welcome, man. I'm glad to oh, hear. Thank have you. you heard that love conquers all? Yes, I, from my understanding, uh, it is, love is God or Jesus, and Jesus uh, conquers evil, basically. So is love conquering all in your life? No. No, and why not? I haven't been practicing Jesus things lately. I've you haven't been, been practicing Jesus. Yeah, or thing. whatever. I've been living it and doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. And why not? Why have you been why living ha- Why have I not? I guess I'm just kind of doing my own thing in the world right now. And, and what's your thing? Uh, what, well, it isn't thinking about God or, uh, you know, just my own understanding. You're not thinking about God? No. Just your own understanding? Yeah. And where are you getting your understanding from? From my own life experience and whatever's going on in my head. You have a good life? I'm not real happy right now. So your understanding is, is not working? No, it's not. It's not working. And when will you turn away from your understanding? What would it take? Well, I'm I'm here trying to see what this is about. My dad uh, showed me the uh, silent prayer. And, oh, okay. And I'm kind of... Did you do it? I have done it, yes. Oh, good. Stay with that. Thank you. You have anger? Oh, yeah. And who are you angry at? Who am I angry at right now? Myself. And why are you angry at yourself? Because I made a lot of bad decisions in my life. You did? Oh, yeah. And why be angry about that? Well, I don't know. Just, that's all I have right now. I'm just angry at, uh, you know. Is it helping to be angry? No. Is it stopping you from making other bad decisions? Basically, right now, I'm just, I've, I've stopped making decisions for right now. Oh, okay. Well, don't be mad about making bad decisions. Yeah. And then you need to drop the anger about yourself. Stay with the silent prayer, mm-hmm. and that'll, that'll get you to the point where you'll let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, do you live on your own or with your parents? Family. I'm sorry? Yeah, family right now. How old are you? I am 47. 47? Yep. But you're never going to get well living with your, pa- your you're family. You're absolutely right. So why stay there? I am. That's part of the reasons why I am, that I am angry. All kinds of uh, opportunities have been shut in my face. I'm, I don't make enough money right now. I'm trying to get a second job. Uh, you know, I have a job that doesn't make enough to pay my, for my life, and I'm mad at that. I'm trying to move forward to get uh, jobs, and I've, everything has been... All kinds of doors are being shut. You know, I only make $10 an hour right now, or 
I got raised twelve. You made ten dollars an hour. Yeah, that's enough to get a little room. Yeah. So go get a little room. Okay. You got to get away from your parents. You're not going to get better living at home at forty-seven. Yeah, I agree. Because you're going to hate yourself for living at home. Yeah, I am. <laughs> See? You know, you got to hate yourself. And then when they try, especially your mother, yeah. when she try to help yeah, you, you yeah. got to hate her for that. Yeah. And so it's best to be out on your own and suffering. Yeah. A man should never be home past 18. Okay. Every man that's living at home past 18 is a sissy. Okay. It's a girl. Okay. It's a woman. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get a rise out of me, but I ain't gonna let you get it. I have control of myself a little bit more. You can, we're not little kids. You can say all that stuff. But so. you should move though. You really yeah. should. Yeah. And when you go out, of, I came to uh, L.A. at 18. Yeah. And I had a family here, but I never relied on them. I got a job right away. I made horrible mistakes along the way. Got into all kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, I was on my own. I stayed with my aunt for about a month or so, give or take. And went out and got my place and just found my way. And I came from a plantation in Alabama. So I got into a whole lot of stuff. But I'm glad I did now because it made a man out of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you need to move next week. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, I was in Alaska for a couple of years and I saved some money. So I wasn't trying to just uh, let loose of it in, you know, and spend it all. So I was right. just trying to go to the, you know, possibly it's another job before you know once you move yeah and you you have a little rent to pay and yeah. buy your own food it's yeah. going to force you to get another job oh it just i've been i'm trying to get a job i i've been constantly but once you move you will have no other choice yeah but living with your parents is not as much pressure as it is being on your own i, I agree you know that comfort zone is still there yeah. you don't have to <laughs> no, you have a roof over your head i'm, I'm not going to go yeah i've I've been looking for a job. I'm looking job. I've got a job interviews. Yeah, I work 10, 12 hours a day. And I've been going. So will you move next week or this we'll, week? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, let me know Sunday. Okay. Just in a little room somewhere. Does it, right, I lived right. in a roach-infected okay. motel yeah. for a while. It was so many roaches, I'm sure I had them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. They were everywhere. And we became friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, actually, I've been thinking about this, too. No, actually, the, you're, you're on the right track. I've been thinking about doing something like this anyway, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I worked whatever job I could get yeah. because I was determined to be on my own. I was trained to be on my own. Yeah. 18, you have no business being home. I agree. You can always live on skid row. I already did that. Yeah. Go back. <laughs> I want to go back there. Hell <laughs> no. <laughs> Heavens no. All right. Well, yeah, drop down. I, you stay with the prayer, all right? All right. Okay. Um, yes, Dave. Any questions? You have any questions for me? No. Oh, okay. Have you forgiven your father and mother? Yes, I have. You're not yes, angry sir. at them anymore? No. When did you the, 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 the level's way less. I've been working on that, you know. You, no. you told them you forgive them? Yes. For what they did to you? Yes. Oh, okay. You sure? Yes. All right. We've had these conversations lots of times. Okay. Well, stop being mad at yourself. Okay. Yeah, because that's holding you back as well. I agree. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay, man. Yes. Uh, AZ Swagger says, Jesse, why are my parents so obsessed with school and grades? I am 22 in graduate school, and they still control my life. I still live with them 
Oh, and I feel God. miserable and controlled. See there? Don't live with your mama. <laughs> Do not live with your mama or daddy. If you got to stay with one, stay with daddy. But not if he live with mama. Because the mother cannot help but control your life. She lives off controlling you. And she doesn't want to. She was, if you say, Mama, stop doing that. She would say, okay, I won't do it again. And then down the road, she would do it again. I know you told me not to do it. Excuse me for spinning. I know you told me, to, but here, take this. <laughs> I know you said you didn't want it, but Mama knows best. You know, they'll just get in the way and kill you. And then when you go off, they'll blame you for it. Move away from your family. Tell them to stay out of your life. And if you want to stay in school, do it. If not, drop it and go to work. That's what you got to do. Men and women, you've got to fight for your life because mama is not going to let you go. It's the mama that takes you to church when you pop out into the womb. Daddy don't take you to church. Daddy can care less if you go to church or not. He ain't going to mention God to you. Have you noticed that? My grandfather never mentioned God. I don't even know if he know God. But he was a good man. You know, he taught me. He a good example for me. He taught me to work, you know, and all that. And so I loved him. My grandmother kept me in church. And so move out into the person that asked that question. Move away. You don't have to stay there. And if you can't afford to do it because you're in school, drop out of school. Get your job and go back to school. You, your life is more important. Every man I met and woman who are an adult hate themselves because they live at home. The parents won't back off. Last word. Church all day. Uh where they have like the 8 o'clock service and then you go back for something and then they have a special service at night and then Wednesdays is Bible study then Thursdays choir practice then Saturday have something then you do it again on Sunday and then at the end of the day you end up fighting and cussing each other out all that church (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing this is why men gotta turn back to God so that God can lead them and they lead their wives and children in the right way to go Men should not allow this to happen. Like, mama should not be holding your arm right now. She grabbed his arm. Don't go into, don't let her hold you like that. All right? You just say, no. Get your hand off me. Sometimes when I'm uh, counseling with men and women, and if I'm hard on the man, right away the wife would grab him. I'm like, take your hands off him. Let him feel the pain. Mama don't want you to feel the pain, and she's the one that brings you the pain. Anyway, love conquers all. Uh, somebody said in here just now that God is love, and that's true. And what's missing in every angry person's life is love, and that's the love of God, because when you have anger, you are separated from him. Even if you admit it or not, you are truly separated from God and you have no love. And so whatever you're dealing with in life, you're being overtaken by that because it's spiritual 
and there's nothing you can do about it. Only love can conquer evil, right? And so you have that anger and Satan is your father, all in the name of Jesus, but you're failing in life. You are not succeeding in life. Your soul is still lost. Satan owns your soul. He controls you. He confuses you. He... Have you noticed, I talked about this on the radio show, there are so many mentally ill people in the earth today. I've never seen this many crazy people in all my life. And that's because they have the mind of, of their father, the devil, and not the mind of God. They can't see clearly. They're confused about things. All decisions that they make are wrong. The relationships are wrong. The type of relationship they get into are wrong. They accept stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily accept because the mind is messed up. And the worst thing that can happen to boys and girls, men and women, is to be separated from your father. You go into darkness. And so when you realize you're wrong, you return back to the father. You're returning to perfect love, your original nature. And when you return, he brings your soul back into the kingdom of heaven. And in that, you can see there's nothing you can't overcome. And it's not you, but his love is overcoming all things. He restores your mind, your body, and your soul. In every situation you find yourself getting into, he shows you how to overcome it without an effort at all. He's fighting on your behalf. And it's not with words. It just happened. It's so interesting. It just happened. He's building you. He's renewing your mind. He's renewing you so you can see what's going on. And through that, you overcome all things. And you see that all things are spiritual. It's either right or wrong. And it's weird. You see things that you ordinarily would not see because they are being revealed to you. And there's nothing that you cannot overcome. And then you find yourself getting into less mess. You really do. Normally, when you're blind like that, you go from one bad situation to another one, to another one, and to another one, thinking that you're making a right decision, and you're not. But when you start to, when you wake up, you know, you start falling away from those things, and now you can see what to do. And you don't have to think about what not to do. You just see what to do and do it. You relax and become a human being. And you don't be mad at yourself for the stupid things that has happened already because now you're awake and you know not to judge yourself and others. You cannot, when you have real love, you cannot, 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 cannot hate your fellow man. You cannot uh, uh, resent them at all, even your enemy. You speak up and deal with them, but you won't hate them because you can see now with that love and you see that God loves you. And you, all, you become all love as he is love. And you become perfect as he is perfect. Because your nature is his nature. And his nature is perfect. So you got to let the anger go, folks. I don't know why it's so tough for a lot of you. But if you don't let the anger go, you're never going to know what I'm talking about. Because wisdom is uh, reserved for the children of God. And so you got to let the anger go. Nothing wrong. Let it go and live. You can really start living when you let the anger go. Whomever you're angry at, they can't help it. Just like you couldn't help it. All right? So it conquers your soul and your whole life. It consumes you and carries you through life. 
but you must let your anger go. Uh, so I can mention this since we're not running for election. Uh, you know the Great White Hope. You know who that is. Who don't know who the Great White Hope is? Two people. The Great White Hope is Donald Trump. Did you know that? And I and look, the real mention of his name. Even if you don't like the man. Even let's say you hate him, you hate how he he speak up and fight back and do what he does, right? At least observe how he's dealing with the challenges. You'll be amazed what you learn from that. It would be the same as if children had good parents who were just dealing with challenges and issues in life and not allowing themselves to be overtaken by them, and the children would grow up to be the same way. Watch how Donald Trump deal with life. You might not agree with him, but he deal with life the way children of God should be dealing with life. From what I can see of him. If you attack him, he's going to attack back. He doesn't care if you're a man or a woman, black or white, because he's dealing with good versus evil. It's not about your color, and it's not about being a male or female. It's about being right or wrong. So he doesn't care about that. Children of God does not care about your color, and they don't care if you're male or female. They're going to deal with you with straight up love. And if you can't handle it, too bad. Love's supposed to conquer evil. So just watch him this week. You'll see what I'm talking about. And that's how we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to be caving in to the children of the lie. All right? And so I'm not telling you to vote for him. I'm telling you to learn, learn from him, his action. All right. So I, I encourage you to do the silent prayer. It's on my website. You can download it at rebuildingaman.com slash church. Also, um, to the men and women who are never going to get married anyway because the men are weak, move out on your own. <laughs> get away from mama. And if mama moved near you, move 100 miles away <laughs> so that you can suffer and go through your own life. All right? You don't want a comfort zone. And so uh, do the prayer, speak up, but don't hate. Uh, don't forget to donate to uh, the church and our organization. We are a nonprofit. You can do it by phone. Call at 800-411-BOND. Or you can go to the website, rebuildingdemand.com. We provide counseling. We have the best service on this side of heaven. All right? Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you next Sunday, but Merry Christmas anyway. And thank you all, and Merry Christmas again. That was fun. <laughs>